on today's show. Anthony Davis may be available in trade talks should the Dallas Mavericks go after him and go all in for a trade. What about Ben Simmons? What are some other trade targets we're going to talk about? We'll talk about all those and more on today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked on Mavs. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know. Should the Mavs go all in on a trade for Anthony Davis? I'm sure none of you have any opinions on that. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com, Studio 41, and 97.1, The Freak. Get freaky. (laughs) Where's all my freaks at? The day-to-day Davis Dame, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? (laughs) I mean, we got to start with Disney World. Gosh, protect Do Mickey we? Mouse, <laughs> pr- protect uh, Disney World. And, Lord. Uh, what's your Star Wars ride that you really liked down there? Oh, Rise saw- of the Resistance. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There oh, you, go. you remembered that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the Mavericks played the Orlando Magic tonight. You're listening no, no, no. This, this afternoon. <laughs> uh, yes, this afternoon. So... Catch everybody up. Catch me up on this. I was gone this afternoon. I got the whole like updates. Just catch us all up on this tip off. Yeah. So me and our uh, lockdown magic host, Philip Ross and Reich were texting back and forth today because the Mavericks ha- are flying to Orlando The Josh green. And the only reason I knew this was Josh green did an interview on, on the freak with Ben and skin. And they were like, Hey, we know you got to go, got to go catch a flight. Cause you guys are leaving for Orlando right now. So I, I knew that early in the morning they were leaving. So they were already in Orlando. All of a sudden, over the weekend, Tropical Storm Nicole starts brewing up over the, I, I guess, the uh, Atlantic coast, looks like. I'm looking at... Uh, I thought you were about to say Pacific. I'm really... I'm diving, like, oh, into no. my, I'm diving into my oh, Doppler no. training with, <laughs> with this report. So, this Tropical Storm is coming, and essentially what's going to happen is it's going to hit landfall midnight Wednesday, uh, midnight Wednesday going into Thursday, so after the game. So, what the NBA did is they're like, all right, we got to get these guys out of here before midnight so they're gonna bump the game up it was gonna be like 6 p.m central and now it's 4 30 p.m central start time so like many of you will still be at work uh i will probably be in the middle of a meeting when this game starts which is kind of wild and uh yeah the game's gonna be super super early we went from an 8 45 start against the nets to now a 4 30 start for the uh the mavs versus the magic so that is a little bit of a change and uh yeah hopefully by the way hopefully everybody stays safe in Florida, I lived through a couple of those, and it's just scary to live through. Like, all right, the earth may just destroy my house. Like, you just never know. You made a joke that you're, like, leaning into your, like, Doppler stuff. Do, did you have somebody back home? If you have one of these people, please shoot me a DM. Did you have somebody back home you went to, like, high school with that's, like, that was on Facebook thinking that they're going to be, like, the next weatherman? Hey, we have rain coming in over uh, this road. And it's like, in college. So, in college, I went to college at DBU here in Dallas, and there was a kid that or a guy that I went to school with in the broadcast department 
that would chase storms and would chase tornadoes yeah. and like show us all this footage of like like tor- tornadoes he chased all around Oklahoma and like stuff like that and it was like a big rush then, for him. Then your grandma's like, I'm not watching the Weather Channel. I'm watching Alex's post on facebook like, all right all he's got right. the real video of it right there right there that's what they're hiding from us uh the bigger news for the magic game paolo is questionable so the mavs might be able to win if he doesn't play they would win even if he they would win even if he played. i know both these teams I can know. only play clutch games apparently they're one and two in the nba in clutch games and uh the mavs have won five of theirs the magic have won one of their nine that they've played so far but all right let's get into the topic today because Bill Simmons over the weekend put out an episode of his podcast with Kevin O'Connor. And every once in a while, like we, we really get specific and critical of rumors, reports. I, I don't use this often. Like, I don't use that very often because I think that there's a difference between rumors and just talk. A lot of times on here, Isaac and I will come on and be like, what about Ben Simmons? What about Bradley Beal? What about these different players that could be available? That's not a rumor. That's just us talking about what could happen. Oh, I would watch the Mavericks with a, you know, a Ben with a Ben Simmons trade. I'll just throw his name out there because that would make sense. Okay, well that's not source. There's nothing behind mm-hmm. that that says the Mavs are thinking about that, the Lakers are thinking about that, you know, either team is thinking about something of that nature. But Bill Simmons comes out and says, you know, I'm 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 hearing that Anthony Davis may be available, and we know he's he's plugged into the NBA. He at least has sources in the NBA. He's not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, K- KOC confirmed that too, and I mean, KOC reports more than Bill does, right? So. And so when you take that, you're like, okay, well, at the very least, the Lakers are listening to offers, and teams listen to offers on tons of players all the time. That's what they constantly do. They constantly. How do you think the Chris Porzingis trade happened, where all of a sudden he's like available, and the Mavs get him in like a couple hours, right? Because they had already talked about the framework of what a deal would possibly look like. They had already, even when the Knicks weren't even thinking about trading Porzingis, the Mavs and the Knicks had talked about, well, what if you guys ever decide to trade KP? What would it look like? They already had the framework ready, and they were just ready to pull the trigger, and that's what you know Donnie Nelson did and made that trade. And now here we are. We're still trying, still trying to get rid of the ramifications of that trade. Um, but now, let's look at Anthony Davis, because now if, if he is available, why would the Mavs do this? Mm, that's a great question. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, as soon as, you know, any report like this of a guy like AD comes out, it's like every fan base across the league, is like, oh, can we go get him? So it was inevitable that as soon as, you know, that pod dropped, we're getting a couple of tweets from people. Should the Mavs go all in? And because just to set the table a little bit for where Dallas is at right now, we know at some point they're probably going to swing again for a second star. They did it with KP. They traded off the expiring contracts. They traded the future first round picks. They put Dennis in that deal. It was their their first like big swing at a trade with Luca. Yeah. Now they you know it obviously didn't work out. They're slowly recuperating the rest of their assets. Now now you have a handful of first round picks. Uh, now you have a couple expiring contracts again. However, you feel about Josh Green, however the league feels about Josh Green, it's I like feel a, good things about Josh Green right now. I'm, I'm feeling great uh, things, but it, you know it feels like they're retooling again, waiting for the next big swing. And you're realistically gonna have one, you know, unless you kind of try to split it up. And it's like you put a first here, or whatever first there, and like these separate deals. You're probably gonna have one other big swing at a second star with Luca under this current contract. It's just a matter of who's the right star, 
Is that star available? Do you have enough to get the star? Does the star want to come here? All of this stuff, you know, lining up. And with AD, is he worth the big swing? I think that that's the biggest thing is for Dallas is, you know, is he, if it's even enough, like what is Anthony Davis's trade value right now? We're talking about a dude who gets hurt a lot and all of that. There's so many different cons. I'm sure we can talk about in a second, but why would Dallas go after him? Well, you go after him if you're Dallas by saying, all right, this is the best version of Kristaps Porzingis and Christian Wood if we want to continue doing the big route with Luka Doncic. You believe in, hey, he can be healthy. You believe in, I'm doing all the pros here because yeah. I got a list, I I got say, a list of cons. <laughs> doing all the pros. Uh, <laughs> he's 29. He's under contract for a couple more years. He's got a player option in 20, you know, 24, 2025. So you don't have to worry about free agency right now. You get him for a couple years locked in with Luca. And you're just like, all right, you've won a title. You have championship experience. He's a better defender than Kristaps, you know, Porzingis and Christian Wood. Sure. Um, you know, especially when he's healthy. You look at like his averages, he's pretty much a lock for like 23, 24 points, 10 boards, and a couple blocks a game. Uh, when he's healthy and you know, he should be theoretically on paper in his prime at 29 years old. So if you believe that he can stay healthy, then that's why you go after you try to go after him. If you're doubt, if you're, you know, if you're pro Anthony Davis coming up, maybe a couple more pros, but why should Mavericks not do this? I mean, why would this not happen? And why I'm ready for that? Why would a trade not work? We'll talk about that coming up. Today's episode though, is brought to you by bet online. Brought to you by LinkedIn. Excuse me, bet online. Wait your turn. LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like high stakes wager, just like a trade for a uh, Western Conference All Star can be a high stakes wager. You want to be one hundred percent certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Go check out LinkedIn. See how easy it is just to post a job. Or if you're a job seeker, go ahead and look for a job on LinkedIn. If all these Businesses are putting their jobs on LinkedIn jobs for free. You can get there and find the job for you. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown MBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown MBA. You can see what's available, the jobs that are there, and everything. It's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown NBA. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's talk a little bit more about Anthony Davis. So I think you undersold a couple things with Anthony Davis as far as his fit. I think that defensively, he would be an incredible fit with what the Mavs want to do. You have Jason Mm -hmm. Kidd that has already had him in a system. And when you look at what the Mavs want to do at, you know, defensively, and especially with a big man, the reason why Maxie is getting so much playing time is because he's a mobile big that can defend on the perimeter a little bit and defend at the rim a little bit. You have to have that specific versatility in your game to stay in front of guys, not foul, to be vertical at the rim, and to you know to stay in front of these guards. Like who was it the other night? Cam Thomas tried Maxi. It's like one of your favorite things that you watch for when a when a little mm. guard, like a young guard, sizes up Maxi, isos on him, is doing the dribble back and forth thing, and then they drive on him, and then Maxi either blocks them or just stops the shot. Because they're just not, they just don't expect that to happen. Well, Anthony Davis can do all that stuff incredibly well. And I think that he would fit in such a great way. I also think, I think Luka is, an, is a big step up in playmaker right now ahead of LeBron. 
where he is. In oh his, yeah, where he is in his career, and I know that you would agree with that in spades for sure. <laughs> it's, we've gotten to that point in LeBron's career at this point, and in Luca's that now they have intersected and, and crossed paths. The streams have crossed, and Luca is ahead of LeBron for sure now. And so then you also you bring in Anthony Davis, and I wonder if uh, I wonder if Jason Kidd can, can convince him to all right. You're not this jump shooter guy. Just play off of Luca. Play off of Luca in a way that. You know, you've played off of other point guards in the past that have worked for you and not just be this guy that that ISOs because he's one of the worst ISO players in the NBA right now by volume. Yes. He's one of the worst three-point shooters in the NBA right now. Like, yeah. that's not what you are. But Luka could turn you and, and you know, like some of the like some of the plays that Luka can pull off for you could be incredible for your career if you just buy into that. Uh, but, yeah, those are a couple of the positives. Why would the Mavericks not do this? Uh, yes. Yeah, so you ready for the rest of the pod? No. <laughs> I mean, injury history is huge. You know, it feels like, you know, he's getting hurt a lot. Um, you know, you're talking about him playing with Luca and his fit. I just don't like where his body's at. No. Like what what happened to I mean, I know I mean it feels like he's like thirty four. He's twenty nine. It's like wh- why are you why is he what what happened to the athletic linky, you know, New Orleans you know, Anthony Davis, that's catching lobs, that's running the floor a ton. That's just instead of like bulky body jump shooting. Well, yeah. it's never a good sign when you're like watching a Lakers game and have the you know Twitter timeline open. And anytime he falls, you just see Lakers accounts just like, like all of a sudden show up and be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is happening? Um, So, you know, that's the two biggest things is is this what? What is this form, this version of Anthony Davis? Can he get back to that bubble AD? Um, can he stay healthy? I mean, those are the two biggest things. And then I think there is a conversation, too, of do we want to do round two of do we want the second swing to be a big? And that's the biggest thing of I I just would prefer, like, can we get a wing or another ball handler as the clear number two next to Luca? Um. This was my big thing is that do you want to do this again with a big man that's going to have questions about his role that's also going to be have injury issues, right? Like just running the same thing back with a better player, but with a guy with, you know, weirder injury concerns. With Porzingis, it was the big injuries. For Anthony Davis, it's the small day to he gets the name day-to-day Davis for a reason. Um one of the reasons why they should do this right now, and the reason why we're talking about this, is because his trade value is probably down right now. Like he's not, he's not this top 10 top five player that a lot of people expected him to become when he was coming out and there was all the graphics of him like growing throughout the years and you saw the projection of him like eventually and then it was like Godzilla was the last one in like 2030 or whatever uh he just hasn't become that like he's he plateaued at a certain point they won the title and I feel like he just hasn't like changed or projected because of injuries because of a bunch of different reasons you're spending we've talked to Spencer Dinwiddie and even Porzingis. Should I take a drink with his first healthy offseason? Should I? Mm, here we go. That one's nice for, stickers. That, that one's for old time's sake. But he's, if you spend every offseason rehabbing stuff, you can't get better at your game. That's what seems like what's, what's happened with Anthony Davis. So even though his trade value would be low, yeah, if they would do it for like, you know, Christian Wood, Josh Green, and like something else, or like, you know, a first maybe, you're like, okay, well, <laughs> I would really think about doing that and take that risk. But if the Lakers are going to be desperate, they're going to ask for stuff. They're going to want some stuff to get rid of Anthony Davis. He's their one, like, get out of jail free card to get out of this whole situation that they're in. And so, for that reason, I'm out. Yeah, that that's what his value is is fascinating to me because 
you know, if you, if what's the reason the Lakers would trade him? If they could get a Damian Lillard or something like that, then okay, you kind of understand it. If it's like a one for one, they're just trading such a star. I think they're past that. Like they have to be past that now. Like even the the trade that everyone was just waiting on it to happen, the Indiana trade with Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, like that's not going to fix this team, right? And so yeah. if they're doing an Anthony Davis trade, they're they're pushing the big red button that should never be pressed by any circumstance, right? Like they're just like, all right, I'm going to press the big red button and just call it all off. LeBron will do whatever <laughs> we don't we don't know but they'll that's the yeah they, that's the only route dallas would have a shot at it is if they just want to reset they just want to get picks and they're looking at, and they want to clear up cap space and they're looking across the league saying all right who out there can give us draft picks and who can clear up cap because dallas could then come in and say all right christian wood dwight powell reggie bullock and like three first round picks yeah and at that point, they're getting multiple firsts. At that point, they're clearing up an extra $24 million in cap space. They still have Reggie Bullock. You know, they're still like, they can still try to be good this year a little bit. I mean, it doesn't matter because their Ooh, pick's the, going to the New Lakers Orleans. Can or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then if you're Dallas in that case, you know, I still don't think that's enough to get Anthony Davis. No. Then that gives them a few more picks. Like the Lakers, it gives them a few more picks that they want to use some of those picks to offload Russ at that point and just really clear the and try to clear the books and just go all into the summer saying, hey, we got a couple extra firsts and a ton of cap. Let's just try to rebuild this thing. In that case, if you're Dallas, like you're looking at Luca, Dinwiddie, Dorian, Anthony Davis, Maxi, Josh Green, Tim Hardaway, um, it, well, it's just Anthony Davis making forty million dollars. You're gonna have to come up with some contracts to make that to make that. Yeah, no, that's why I said Christian Wood, Dwight Powell, and Reggie Bullock. Oof. Can we throw Davis Bertans in there for whatever reason? The, the Lakers no, they're not gonna take that back. The Lakers only have LeBron, Anthony Davis, and then a minimum with Max Christie on their books next year. So like this is something that they yeah, can that's what I'm saying. They like can if clear they did a ton, a ton of space. Yeah, like Dwight and Christian Wood together, you yeah. know, twenty four million expiring contracts. Uh, Reggie's just ten after that. So it's like if they wanted to do that, that's the only route that I see. Like Dallas would have a shot in it, but you're including all the picks. Like this is your swing, like because all the picks are going in that deal. I mean, maybe Josh Green would have to go in that deal, and then it's like you're asking that question: Is it worth it? And there's probably some people listening to this saying. Dude, if you have the chance to get an Anthony Davis, you just gotta take the chance. What are we, what? Look at our free agent history. Somebody's right, you know, typing all caps, you know, in a, in the sure. YouTube comments saying, "What about our free agent history? If you can get Anthony Davis, you do that." I'm with you. I lean towards no on this, and it, it's that's tough for me to say because it feels like I'm like being picky of like who the next person is next to Luca. It's the injury history. It's I don't like the. Tra- trajectory yeah, you, of you his that, like you did that great <laughs> of his body and career right now of just like what he's turned into as a player that worries the crap out of me i just i don't know i'm just kind of leaning away from it i'm sorry they try <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why you apologizing to the people that are very pro anthony davis because i want i want a second star next to lucas so bad it's just got to be and the it's right like one. It has to be the right one. And I just want that. I'm probably to my detriment. I just want it to be a, a guard or a wing so bad. I just want to see that instead of this a, a KP 
And it's even though he's better than KP, and I get that. I don't know. It's the I, same, but it's the same problems as KP. Even yeah. even down to the three point shooting, where we expected KP to be this incredible three point shooter, he came to Dallas and he was shooting like what thirty four, like thirty three percent. And even that, you trust KP shooting the three more than Anthony Davis right now. Sure, I mean, but I would trust Anthony Davis to defend the rim more than Porzingis, right? Like, there's just di- there's different yeah. levels to it, but they're the same problems that come with it. And what would his role be? How would he like? Would he? Would you trust him to carry the offense when Luca's not on the floor? It's not happening in in LA right now when LeBron's off the floor. Like that's not happening. Well, so, there's better teammates here in Dallas that that would be better. I mean, the selling point is everything we yeah, talked about the, the first. The, the if, thing, the thing about that though is like, what this—that's the epitome of what we want this next star to be. It it shouldn't matter what the other teammates are around you. Like you got to carry your load. Like you got to be able to carry a team when Luca's not on the court. That's what the Mavericks need in that second star. If you're going to get somebody like that. Or else you're just going to cobble together these role player type teams and then hope to God one year you 2011 the NBA again and like take it over and like just rule with Luca and role players. Like that's the only other way you're going to win unless you get somebody like that that can hold their own no matter like, okay, well, he's playing with bad teammates. Well, still put up numbers and still carry a team at times. I just know the last time JaVale and Anthony Davis started, they won a title. <laughs> so not in the finals, but they did all the way up to it. But your biggest selling point if Dallas went after him would be, hey, Jason Kidd and them believe that they can transform him back to what he was a few years ago and he's and they believe in his health and all that. I was gonna say it doesn't matter what, what Jason Kidd said. It matters what Casey Smith says. The Mavs like head of yeah. player player medicine or what's his what's his he like got this new title that's head of like Speaking of health. Uh, we're gonna take a break, then come back and talk about Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think we were negative about this? Get ready to hear about Ben Simmons. Plus, I got some other trade targets just to watch in the future. Like I got my Terry Rozier, baby. Got- <laughs> <laughs> Terry Rozier. <laughs> I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna tip mine, but I got. I, I'm looking on the horizon, and I'm seeing a couple of the Mavs could go after. We'll talk about that coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Now it's your turn, Bet Online. BetOnline is the best place to check out the odds and lines inside and outside of sports. The Mavericks, do they have the game on? They don't have the game on BetOnline because I I bet that they're waiting to see if it's going to get postponed or whatever is going to happen with it. Uh, Nets-Knicks is a game on Wednesday, though. Nets are home. Who's favored? What's the spread, Isaac Harris? Knicks by three and a half. Nets by two and a half. That's ludicrous. The Knicks have this weird thing. I saw Hollinger tweet this where they're five and five. They've won. They've like, they have the same record at home and away. They've gone one and one in overtime games. They're like 14 and 14 in offensive defensive rating. They're like right in the middle of everything. They're very mid and the Nets have been playing pretty decent basketball, but yeah, uh, I'd be interested to see if the, like (laughs) the Nets do win that one. But, yeah, the Nets are favored. You can go check out a whole bunch of other stuff. They have draft stuff already. They obviously have college football playoffs with the rankings coming out again. You can go check that out. It's BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. Ben Simmons. Got to see Ben Simmons in person play against the Mavericks. Luka dropped him on a crossover where he just got twisted all up like Twister. But he could be available in a trade. There was, you know, Sean Devaney had that. You know, thing that he said, I would watch the Mavericks for a Ben Simmons type trade. And he's a guy that, that's plugged in. I don't think that he had any reports. I don't think it was a real rumor about the Mavericks going after him, but maybe that signals that Ben Simmons is possibly available. So yeah, I think he would be available. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the lowdown on Ben Simmons. I mean, he makes, th- <clears throat> he makes $35 million this year, 37 next. Um, 
$40 million three years from now. Then for that reason, I'm out. Um, He's 26 years old. I mean, if <laughs> if he stays the same like what he is now, like, are you paying it? Is this a $40 million Dewan Blair? Here's the good question. What is I mean, he right now? What is he? I, I don't know what he is. I know. Is. That's why I'm saying. Is he a $40 million Dewan Blair? Like, like, is it that type of guy? I mean, is he a $40 million younger Udonis Haslam? I'm like, what What? What are we right now? And it, <laughs> Udonis and Haslam. The, the, the two questions I have for Ben Simmons, for anybody wanting to trade for him, is this is like a $6 billion man question here, but can you rebuild him? <laughs> and then, and, and then, if they rebuild it, will they come? And then second, is it worth it no matter the cost? Like, even if they just tried to get rid of him and just said, the Nets hey, did. yeah, the Nets, we just want cap space. Like, we just want to give me a couple expiring. Restart. Is it is his contract worth it no matter the cost, even if you're just giving up an expiring contract? And, man, I just don't know. 35, 37, and 40? Like, if he doesn't change at all, I mean, we're we talking about one of the worst contracts in basketball in three years? Like, $40 million? I mean, a guy, he doesn't even look confident. Like, I mean, he, t- he was He's, taking a couple of right-handed, like, jump hooks, and it's just like... The last, time, look- the last time we saw him play before this season was... June of 2021. So it's been a while since we've seen him. So let's give him a little it's bit. It's been a while. Let's give him some time to come back and get acclimated. Brand new team and all that. Like, give him a minute. But I your, love that you're preaching patience with Ben Simmons. I, I will because I think that it's not fair to just, like, be like, oh, he's just he's terrible well, and awful. Is, and this is cute. He's terrible and awful, and he's going to be the worst contract. Now he probably is. <laughs> <laughs> he probably is going to be the worst contract. But, like, before the game, Nick is saving his butt for when they trade for him in two weeks. <laughs> you guys can clip that. You guys can clip it, and I'll be I'll be ready. Uh, but like, I saw him warming up before the game, and I, I like to go down and watch in person. Like he moves his hands at the end of his jump shot, and he wouldn't take jumpers. And all right, before I even went down there, someone told me that he was out there warming up and just doing like runs and dunks and stuff, and just not really taking it real serious, just kind of being casual, which is fine. A lot of players do that. But there were some fans, some like Mavs fans in the crowds, though. There's not very many. They were screaming at Ben Simmons, like, why don't you take a jumper? Why don't you take a jump shot? And he started to take some jumpers after that, like went to the free throw line, started mm. to, and just clunked all of them, like just completely smoked them. Like just like, didn't even hit any of them. And Len and I saw him take some mid-range shots and just not make them. And then I saw him warm up rolling, like being the roll man and rolling to the rim. And you're like, I guess that's a cool thing, but like that's where he is at this point in his career. He's not even yeah. one of the main ball handlers at a certain point. If his contract was like thirty percent of what it was, I would be like, you know what? Take the swing. Like the talent, like ath- super athletic. Put him next to Luca and convince him. You know, be the better version of a Dwight Powell like type thing. <laughs> but I there's then, just nothing right now. Then that his can... JJ Redick interview where he's like, I'm a star, and which you want yeah. him to have that confidence, I guess. But like. I don't know, maybe like maybe come back from your injury and all the the mental health stuff and you know everything that you said all over the off seasons and I don't know. But yeah, so it's we'll a, have a team full of role players who think they're all It's a no for me on Ben Simmons. What if it was Tim and Davis and that's it? I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Davis is not I'm playing. Just, Tim is coming back from injury to, too. 
I'm trying to envision what our podcast would be in that emergency pod. The, of like here we go said. again that's what we would do we would just get on and be like here we go with another you know what nick he's 610 i can't he's af- he's athletic i mean they 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 can re- like rebuild him i can't imagine ben simmons and christian wood like really getting along and being like all right this is gonna work perfectly or no i'm an all-star no i'm an all-star or they would be best friends and it would work really well and it'd be really funny if we if we they if both we co- Luca, they, co- they cover each other's weaknesses really well actually if you think about it if we think Luca gets frustrated with uh, some other teammates then uh, the yeah. moment Ben Simmons passes up a lob <laughs> or a tuck or airballs airballs a floater at the rim if you just do a small what if what if it did work out and he did rebuild himself you have this like awesome perimeter defender that'd be, and that'd be fun. He's 610. That'd be all right. So who's some other names that we if can you, talk okay, about? If you built him up, he'd be like the all-star version of what Josh green is for us for the maps right now. Right? Like, yeah. It's like, Ben, come be the second best Australian player on the team. <laughs> Here's a couple other trade targets. I've got my eyes on. Okay. Give me, give me okay. Terry Rozier. Just say Terry Rozier's name. Cause that's your, so I got one. Uh, Charlotte guard Terry Rozier would be uh, a <laughs> okay. great. <laughs> cool. Great. Yeah, we got our yeah. Terry Rozier mention of the podcast. Okay. Do you have any outside of like the Indiana and Utah guys? Let's just like cross them off. Yeah, right I, now. I got, I got two, I got two big ones that I kind of want to save. So g- give me the like, give me the. Well, not- I'm just saying that we've just talked about them a ton. Like, do they revisit Miles Turner? Do the Buddy Hill, Tim Hardaway, Spider Man meme? Is it that anything with that worth it? It, the Utah guys, we know Jordan Clarkson, all those, like, at some point, they're probably going to trade some of these guys. I just want to cross them off because they're the obvious sellers that some of those guys will be traded at some point. For and, sure. and I think a handful of those guys would, would fit fine in Dallas. Like, Buddy would fit in Dallas, be fine. So does Miles Tim. Turner would fit. Like, Clarkson would fit. So, just for the sake of conversation, do you have some other ones? The Jazz are number one in the West, though. So, it's <laughs> the, the conversation around them has changed a little bit. They're not this desperate, like, ah, oh, we got to get rid of these guys but maybe they yeah. maybe they will be if they win too much and they're like hey we don't think this team's gonna win anything but what are we doing uh okay in the eastern conference okay, team okay. that recently made the finals the miami heat are four and seven yes tell me more their title window is closed i listened to locked on heat and Wes and David Ramil have like basically did a funeral the other day for their title window. They're like, it's they done. They also think 2006 was not rigged, and so so they're just wrong about so. everything. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but they also were. They are also like David Ramil gets pretty high on on heat stuff, and when he thinks the title window is closed, like I'm gonna believe him on that. <laughs> like I'm gonna. Trust. He gets he gets pretty high on heat stuff. I'm gonna, so. tr- I'm gonna trust on that. Jimmy Butler would be a great fit. Playoff player shows up in big games. He, like you look at his three point numbers and they're, they're very deceiving. Um, but he can handle his own when Luca would be off the floor. He'd also be able to defend and score buckets when you need him to like just a perfect fit. Uh, it, it would be interesting to try and trade for him because this I don't would know. have to be a reset for Miami. It would be right? a huge reset for the heat. Butler's also 33 now, which I guess is not as old as I thought he was about to be, but the, the timelines are not exactly perfect on that. It'd be interesting, but that that's what I'm looking. I'm keeping my eye on If the heat continue to be bad, they're four and seven. Now, if they just continue and this is it, like they're a play in team or, or not, like, do they decide to make that move and be like, all right, let's rebuild around hero and bam and figure out what else we got to do. Oh, I like that. If they can get Jimmy Butler, go get Jimmy Butler. Oh. That would be awesome. Next to Luca. Um, I have a couple just random uh, names. 
Fred Van Vliet, what's going on with him in Toronto? He has a player option after this year. Do they, just, are they going to pay on. I just him? Heard, I just heard Sean Woodley from Lockdown Raptors just pass out somewhere. <laughs> I just, you know, they obviously have, you know, their, their wing guys, him and um, Gary Trent have player options for this offseason. I'm assuming both of them are going to opt out to get new deals. If Toronto's not comfortable with giving another big contract, I would be very interested in one Fred Van Vliet in Dallas next to Luca. Oh, incredible fit. It'd be like everything Brunson does, but better defense. And then a wild card for me is the Sacramento ever entertain De'Aaron Fox. Hmm. Just, I mean, I know they traded Halliburton. I thought about they, I thought about Sabonis too because the Kings their their start just looks really bad and they really want to make the yeah. playoffs. And I don't know. Is Fox a good enough star to make the swing for? I would like to see him not in Sacramento. <laughs> but I know. That's I would what, like to see the situation with him not in Sacramento. Like, does that tell us enough about him? To, to that's know, why but, I throw it out because he's not a a superstar to where we like, I think what Dallas could offer would be something realistic of what he would go for compared to like some of these other guys, some of these other teams paying like a, a crazy price outbidding Dallas. Like De'Aaron Fox is not worth six first round draft picks, stuff like no. that. But is he good enough player to swing with the assets Dallas has? And I don't, I'm just, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I mean, he'd be a great fit. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. Oh, yeah. He'd be great. We're talking about second star, definite all star, yeah. like that kind of player. I got one more for you. Kawhi Leonard is shot, right? Like, I don't know if this thing is ever going to come back to where they're like real title contenders. If this is the way he's starting this season, so why would you trade for him? Clippers, hold, 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 hold on. Good lord. Clippers are six and five. They're supposed to be this really deep team, but at what point do they decide? All right, let's just let's restart here because this Kawhi Paul George thing is not going to work, and let's try let's try again. No, I would love and they Paul trade George. Paul George. I mean, I feel like you would just go for more than what Dallas has to offer. Kind of like SGA. I mean, SGA has been one of my dream targets for Dallas, but now he's playing so dang good. He's so young that if they put him on the market, like he's going to get like five first round picks. Like, and yeah. Like they're just going Dallas to get outbid. I just feel like Dallas would get outbid for Paul George, but for sure, for sure, and, and for a lot of these. Luka. But we thought they would get outbid for KP, and you know, some other like some some other players get traded for deals, and you're like, hold on, what? That was it? Like, sure. Sometimes you never know about like this Christian thing. Wood. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us on Lockdown Mavs. Go ahead and check out Lockdown Sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to. Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.